Hello and welcome to the Money Queen podcast. I am Alex Nicolaitis, the Money Queen. I am here to break the stigma that we don't talk about money here. I will deliver the loving bitch slaps that you need in your business to elevate you as a leader and support you through to that next level of welcoming in the wealthiest version of yourself. Backed by 14 years in the accounting and bookkeeping industry, I utilize the support of the masculine systems, structure, and ATO compliance combined with the feminine energetics of mentoring and allowing ourselves to be open to receiving and holding space for queens like yourself who are committed to forming a healthy relationship with money. So hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating, and I cannot wait to have you by my side as we raise the feminine collective and create true generational wealth and change. I earn a lot of money in my business, but I still find that I'm living week to week. Where is all my money gone? That is a phrase that I have heard over my accounting and bookkeeping career, which spans, I think, 13, 14, maybe even 15 years now, too many times than I would like. So this episode is dedicated to what I advise clients of when they come to me saying this statement or this question, where is all my money? I don't understand how I am generating all of this revenue, but there's no money in my bank. So the first point I want to talk about is the lack of trust in yourself and or in money, right, in building wealth creation. And what that means is If you have been brought up and raised by your parents or your community uh, that, you know, money is bad, it is uh, not attractive to be, to have more than what you need, and you are then seen to be a bad person or, you know, greedy or, you know, filthy rich, all of those negative connotations, then the more money that you actually make, you are unconsciously self-sabotaging and pushing all that money away. Not in a good way like this, if you can see the audio, uh, if you can see the video, right? Because you see money come in, you're like, I actually don't trust myself that I can hold on to this wealth because I'm not worthy of this. I don't want to be seen as a bad person. I don't want to be seen as greedy. I don't want to be seen as filthy rich right? So I will spend this money really, really fast so it doesn't stay with me. And what actually happens is you are saying that you want to create more wealth. You want to have, you want to be in that wealth creation phase, but what you are doing and what you are embodying is a scarcity mindset of, I don't trust myself with this money. So I need to spend it immediately so that then I come back to my poor stage in inverted commas and feeling the scarcity of, I don't have enough money. I only just have enough money to survive. And that's where you feel safe. That's where you feel comfortable. And may I remind you that our brain's uh, main priority, main job is to keep us safe. It is to keep us inside of our comfort zones. So if your comfort zone, your safety zone is to make sure that you only just have enough to get by, that's what's going to happen, my friend. That's what's going to happen as your default because you can't hand, you cannot handle right now. You don't have the uh, experience, the expertise, or the mentorship, the support, like someone with, like myself and my expertise, by your side to say, "Hey, Susan, 
It's actually okay to keep some of that money in your business, to keep some of that money in your personal account, to put it aside for savings, because that's yours and that's your money to invest in your future as opposed to spend right now, because you're feeling a bit uneasy about having, you know, $5,000 in your bank account, $10,000, even $100,000. It's actually safe for you to keep it and challenge you to hold on to it. The way that you have been brought up and the unconscious uh, patterns, beliefs, and things that you have seen over your lifetime really influence how you're operating these days in your business in particular, and also in your personal finances, because everything touches everything, as corny, as ironic as that is. I want you to stop this recording right now and go, what is actually happening in my world? Do I have a lot of money coming in or do I have a reasonable amount of coming in, but actually a lot is going out and I'm feeling really stressed right now. Am I spending to keep myself safe or am I spending because that's what's actually required right now? And I have done an audit of where my expenses are sitting and they are actually required. I guarantee there's going to be some breathing space in there. So if you ask yourself the right questions or the, the challenging questions rather, because just because everyone around us has Netflix and Stan and Disney, it does not mean that you need to have that. That is actually a luxury. There is still free to air TV, which you can stream online. Is it as good? Probably not. But if you are scraping for pennies, and saying that you cannot afford things that you actually do need, like school fees, for instance, for your kids, and yet you have subscriptions to these platforms, that could be upwards of $60 a month that you are spending and you think that it's a necessity, but it's actually a luxury. So what other things in your world are you, do you believe is a necessity, but it's actually a luxury? And at this stage of your life, perhaps you know, the, the harsh reality is you need to cut down on those luxuries in order to build that wealth creation for yourself, to feel safe enough to hold on to $5,000 in your bank account, for instance, or to hold on to $10,000. Shit, it may even only be $1,000. Whatever the number is for you, you need to hold on to that amount of money and not allow yourself to spend more than that because that then dilutes the amount of trust that you have in yourself and that you have in money. Once you go underneath that threshold, once you make the commitment to say, I am not letting this bank account of mine go under $1,000 ever. I will do whatever is needed. I am committed to doing what is needed to ensure that this bank account stays above $1,000 as a minimum. And once that starts to feel okay to you and you've moved through a few challenges, then you can increase that to $2,000 and see how that sits in your body. See how you want to spend it immediately to go, oh, I've got $2,000. What can I spend that on? And catch yourself in that thought process and go, actually, Alex, why am I seeking to spend this money? Can I actually hold on to it right now and not have a purpose for it? Or have a purpose for it as a big ticket item, for instance, and know that it's in 12 months time and I get to slowly build that trust in myself and build that wealth creation and get used to having money in my world, in my bank accounts and not spend it. The second thing, which I've already touched on, is understanding where it's all going and why. We'll stay with the Netflix subscriptions. So where is it going? It may be going on meals out that 
if you actually took the time to meal prep on a Sunday, for instance, and you can include your family, you would actually have more uh, available to you to spend on the school fees or to invest in, you know, a coach for yourself, for instance, or for your business, as opposed to saying yes to takeaway meals because it's convenient. Of course it's convenient because it's convenient. It's, there's an increased price to that. There is a levy on the convenience. How often do you order Uber because you're like, I just can't be bothered. Get fucking bothered. Get bothered and start meal prepping, start planning, stop and analyze what are you doing in your life right now that is getting you to this outcome right now of going, I'm actually generating a lot of money, but where is it going? I don't understand. Right? A point of confusion, the next step after that is clarity. And when you're in that point of confusion of going, I just don't get it, the next conversation that you get to have is a really fucking challenging conversation. To say, to look at your numbers and go, why? I want to know where it's going. What choices am I making in the moment? Which if I actually had some forethought, if I actually had a plan in place, I wouldn't have made those decisions. And dealing with the emotion that is attached to that of going, shit, I have a lot of shame because I thought I was able to afford all these luxury items, but I actually can't. And I need to stop doing that right now if for my long-term uh, future and for my long-term progress. It's a challenging time. It can be a really challenging thing. I've got a question for you. Do you want your 2024 to look exactly the same as this current year? Or are you ready for some sassy wake-up calls around your money world and a fire to be lit under your eyes? Introducing the Money Queen Coaching Package, a six-week journey which has already been a key pivotal experience for queens just like you to shift their relationship with money. Get a personalized sacred money archetype reading, which is pretty much like a human design, but for your money world. Filled with aha moments and two tailored 90-minute sessions to reset your money mindset and unleash your magnetic power. Click the link in the show notes to claim your throne, queen. The next part of the conversation that I have with my clients when they come to me with this question is get clear on your wealthy life. This is where we've been headed this entire conversation, this entire episode is going, what is your ideal life? What is your wealthy life right now? We want to get clear on what it is right now, what it, you want it to look like in the future so that we can actually have some vision. We have somewhere to go to. But more importantly, we need to get clear on what it is right now. What are the elements from our future wealthiest life that we can actually bring into the today? And what are some really cost-effective ways that we can bring some of those items into the now? For me, one of the things on my wealthiest life is to have my nails painted all the time. So I repaint my nails pretty much every week and my toenails, I get a pedicure every couple of months because that to me makes, it fills my cup. It makes me feel like a wealthy woman because I didn't have that growing up. I didn't see anyone having that, but I did when I went into, you know, into the city center, for instance, I was like, oh, they, people's toes look really nice. Like in having um, manicured fingers, like with the French tips were in back in the day and seeing that 
And then seeing the person that was attached to that, for me, I was like, she looks like a really wealthy woman because she can afford to have her nails done. So now in my current life, I put aside that money because I'm investing in the wealthiest version of myself and I can afford it right now. If I couldn't, and actually here's a compromise that I do, um, I can actually paint my fingernails myself, right? So I actually only get my toenails professionally done because I want them to last a bit longer. But my hand, my fingernails, I do them myself because I can, because I've taught myself how to paint well and I have a steady hand, all things that are practiced. I tried to paint my nails uh, when I was younger and I tried and tried and tried and I got better and I got better and I got better. And now it's really easy for me. I can paint my nails to a professional standard probably in about 45 minutes, I reckon, 40 minutes. No one's the wiser because I tried something new and I committed to it and I stayed with it. So can you. So what is something that you can bring from your future wealthiest life into the now that will allow you to connect with that while still living in your current reality. Because there's no point in living your life now with all this money that you've got coming in and having pretty much all of it go out. For what purpose? I've got some clients in my world uh, that are in the sort of $10 million range of turnover. And if you look at their bottom line, depending on where you actually want your life to be, a business that's actually only having, say, $120,000 as turnover could actually be doing financially better than this $10 million company because of the effort that's required to generate the $10 million, because of the overheads that are required to sustain that $10 million turnover, because of the additional like manpower that's required to operate that business, the energy attached to it, the commitment to it, to keeping that sustainable and to keeping those high levels of revenue, you know, ongoing, as opposed to having one cracker of a month and then having the rest of the year, you know, deadpan. Whereas if you had say $120,000 revenue, so 10K months uh, and had zero staff, had very little overheads, the bottom line, your net profit could actually be a really healthy number, but you're actually doing a lot less. So getting clear on what your wealthy life looks like, you may want to have that massive $10 million company, or you may actually be satisfied with the smaller revenue of 120 grand per year and having a smaller net profit, but then having the lifestyle that you desire, which is more important. You can, you are the only one who can answer that based on where you're at in life right now. I know for me, I've been in the large company stage. I've had up to 11 employees in my last company. And now I'm like, I have no desire to have employees anymore. It would take an awful lot for me to go, yeah, okay, I'm cool with hiring someone. And that person would also need to be amazing for me to want to hire them as well, because it's just something that I don't want in my life. I want stress-free amazing stress-free business, amazing clients, and you know, a full yes to waking up every morning and going, cool, I get to work today. There's no force around that. There's no, I have to work today. It's I get to work today. So what is your wealthy life? What does it include? What are the things that you are able and willing to 
you know, scrimp on? And what are the things in your life that you were like, I am so fine in splurging on those? So for me, a splurge is my pedicure. A splurge is a beautiful hotel with a bath because I love baths. But things that I want to scrimp on, it's painting my own fingernails because I can do it. And I like doing it. I like the satisfaction of going, I painted these <laughs> and I get to refresh it every week. So what is your wealthy life? And if you are listening to this and want some more information around that, one of my first episodes is connecting with the wealthiest version of yourself. Go and listen to that episode. I think it's maybe episode three, uh, but you can use the search functionality to find that episode. Last thing that I wanted to highlight, and I have already spoken about this in, in what I've spoken about already, but it's, you know, cut out the things where it's not actually important to you and invest where it is. If you would get caught up in trying to live out the life of your neighbors or the people that are in your community, just to stay friends with them, is that actually a friendship or a community that you still want to be a part of? Because it could be causing you an awful lot of financial stress, heartache, and potentially a relationship. Because there may the biggest reason, perhaps not the biggest reason, but one of one of the biggest reasons why you know love relationships break down is because of financial stress. So if you are living in one of in a highly affluent area and you're actually not doing very well financially because you are trying to keep up with Sally and Susan next door. Ask yourself why. Why are you actually there trying to compete with your neighbors? Can you actually, you know, move to a different suburb and actually start to enjoy life, enjoy the partner which you have chosen to live life with? Have a bit of more freedom in your finances to go on holidays with your family, with your kids. I know that when I was growing up, our family didn't go on holidays because we didn't have the money. We didn't live in a highly affluent area, but we also didn't have the money to go on holidays. So we didn't. We didn't get caught up in trying to be the same as our neighbors, right? One of uh, the neighbor two doors down had a pool and it was so jealous of that pool. And I constantly, I remember asking my parents like, why can't we get a pool? I don't understand. And they went for a practical approach. When they got a sum of money, I think it was about $10,000, uh, and they made a decision. Do we get a pool, which we can use for only a couple of months of the year, or do we get an air conditioning, ducted air conditioning, which we can enjoy all year round? They obviously chose the, the uh, <laughs> smarter option of that or the more versatile option of the air conditioning. And we were able to utilize that all year round as opposed to the pool, which can only be enjoyed a couple of months of the year. So, but I didn't understand that when I was growing up. I just saw the lack as opposed to the thought out intentional choice that they made for our, the comfort of our family. So where are you trying to keep up with the Joneses and, and mirror everyone else's life? Can you actually stay in your own lane and do what's the best for your family for where you are right now in your life? And that is the key to finding out where all your money is going. And to start to build that wealth generation in your business, in your life, and to stop living invoice to invoice. 
Thank you, Queen, for saying yes to your yes in listening to this episode and being a part of raising the feminine collective one conversation at a time. Remember to share this episode with your business besties and join me in breaking the tabooness around having money conversations. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe, and share this on your social media, remembering to tag me in it to help this conversation go further, which creates a bigger ripple effect.